Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. DJ Tony Dunn. She gon' take care of her bitch. She truckin'. She truckin'. She a woman with a rig. She truckin'. She truckin'. She gon' take care of her kids. She truckin'. Yeah. She a bossy do it, bitch. She truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin'. She a bossy do it, big. She truckin', she truckin'. She a woman with a rig. She truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin'. Ah. Thank you for tuning in to the She Truckin' podcast. I am your host, Sheree Moore, the founder of She Trucking. And if you don't know what she stands for, it stands for Sisterhood, Helping, Empowerment, and Trucking. Today we have a a very uh, amazing show. We have one of our brothers in the trucking industry coming on. His name is Orlando Roberts. He is a veteran in this industry. He has 17 years experience in training, okay? So imagine how many people he has trained over the years of 17 years. That number and ask him how many people have lives have you touched and made them into truck drivers he's also a million miler so we're going to get deep and down into what a million miler is because not not a lot of people hold that title of being a million miler he worked for swift transportation which is the company that i started with where i got my cdl so i'm so excited to have him on today we have an amazing show for you and if you want to know about training this is the show for you right now also we're going to do a call-in um i'm gonna do a giveaway today while we on the show so if you are tuned in and listening tell someone to tune in and listen because i'm going to be at, we're going to ask a question and we're going to do a giveaway on the show our call-in number is 914 914- Two zero five five three two eight. This is a live show. Anytime you have any questions, just give us a call. We're so happy to have you. Thank you again for tuning in. This is the She Trucking Podcast, and uh, we're gonna bring Orlando right on to the show and get us the show started. Orlando, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, my name is um, Orlando Roberts. I am a driver mentor with Swift Transportation. I have a total of 27 years of driving experience, and I've been driving for Swift for 17 of those years and doing training. During that training time and stuff, I have trained numerous of men and women to uh, become professional drivers, and one of the things that I like doing about it is giving people the opportunity to um, realize their dreams in this issue, in this um, trucking industry, and the thing about it, if you stay focused, stay professional, you will achieve any dreams that you wanted to achieve out here. So I'm glad to be on the show. Thank you. We're, it's such an honor to have you. Um, I just want to ask, like, how many out of 17 years, how many people do you think you have trained in that time? Uh, it, it's been quite a few. I'm, I want to say well over um, almost 200 or more maybe around in there 
Amazing. So he has started so and touched so many people in this industry, men and women lives, and helping them get started. And now they have, man, just think, out of 17 years, you built some veterans. Now they veterans, you know, into the game. So um, you, I know that when I was a student as well, coming through the training, you was there training as well during during, uh, during my uh lifetime and it's been an honor to have crossed paths and um I've I've always throughout my career asked for advice and I just want to say thank you when it comes to this trucking thing um I've always called to say Orlando what do you think about this or Orlando where should I stop when trying to plan my routes and you know <laughs> so I just want to say mm-hmm. thank you for that um what got you into you're trucking welcome, you're welcome. Well, my family has a um, background in trucking, and um, as I uh, went into the military, there was the next thing that was on my plate to do was to um, drive trucks. And so once I got out of the Army, I started driving trucks. Well, actually, I started driving trucks while I was in the military. And then when I got out, I just transferred over to the civilian sector of um, driving. Okay. How long uh, did you drive in the military? I drove for four years while I was in the military. Okay. The, um, the MOS that I had was being um, pretty much phased out. And so after they wanted to phase it out, you know, they pretty much gave us a different option. So I just decided just to become a driver, just something that I can uh, transfer over into the uh, civilian world. And what made you choose to train? Because I started seeing that a lot of people were not receiving the necessary instructions while out here to make them um, a safe driver. And that's one of the issues that a lot of um, people are having these days is getting quality training. And that's the reason why I became a trainer to make sure that um, I try to be able to affect people the best way I can, that they receive the training that they need to be successful out here and also being a safe driver. That's awesome. I have to tip my hat to you because it's hard to, uh, you know, that's not an easy job training new people. Um, I train once. One person, you know, two people maybe. Um, I did just, you know, start, uh, you know, driving. I mean, not driving. I just started um, last semester at the school. Where I was, you know, um, teaching people how to drive that has never driven before, but they didn't live in my truck. So I want to go forward into getting into, um, you know, that aspect of it. You know, this is your home that you're allowing people to come into. Um, when you're training, let the people mm-hmm. that's listening know what that training process looks like, because some I don't think people, unless you have been through it or in it, they understand what they're getting themselves into. And one of the things you have to realize is that you're um, dealing with people that have different personalities. They come from different backgrounds, different religions, ethnic groups, and um, you have to be mindful of those persons' um, belief systems and the way that they um, they live their lives and stuff as well. And while training itself, you have to be mindful that 
even though you are two people inside of a vehicle that is very cramped from the um, just for one person itself, you had to be mindful of um, personal hygiene. You had to be mindful about how you uh, communicate to each other. Um, it's a lot involved in it, especially dealing with um, the opposite sex and stuff because with um, you had to be mindful of their needs. And a lot of people are, don't realize that when you have someone getting on a truck with you, basically you're entrusting someone with your life because I started back in the day and stuff where, you know, if there was no eight-speed transmission. We was dealing with um, 10-speed, 13, uh, 15, 18-speed transmissions, and you had to make sure that these people were trained well enough to where you can rest while they drive. And that's one of the things that I like about the new training methods that they have now to where you're up with your student for the first 50 hours to pretty much evaluate them to make sure that they're safe enough for you to drive while you're resting. And But once you get a rapport with your trainee, y'all pretty much learn how each other vibe and you set down rules and guidelines for each other to follow while you're on the truck. Myself, I let my students know if there are any questions that you need to ask me, go ahead and ask. That I was saying, the only dumb question is a question that's not asked. So it, it's a lot involved with training, and it's not something that I just tell anybody just to jump into without really doing their homework and in, in, into it because like I said, you're dealing with a lot of different personalities when you train. You have to be um you have to be stern enough to make sure that these people understand that, hey, yes, I understand that you're an adult, but at the same time you got to be able to follow my instructions to where you and I are both gonna be safe and also that the motoring public is going to be safe. Because at the end of the day and stuff, you are driving pretty much what relates to an 80,000-pound missile that's going down the road at 65 miles per hour. So, like I say, if, if it's something that you you really got to have a passion to want to train somebody, that's the main thing about it. You got to have that passion to want to train them. I agree. It takes special people to uh, train and and if you don't hear this we don't hear I know you don't hear this enough so let me say thank you thank you for training thank you for you know all these years of service that you have given so many people Um, because like I tell them you better treat your trainers good because not many people want to train it is uh, rewarding how do you feel once someone has graduated and upgraded from your training Oh, that's that's to me that's the best feeling in the world. So you know they 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 thank you. They I mean you just get so much uh, praise from them. You know, thank you for training me. I know things were difficult. I'm like my job was to train you. You know get out here and be safe. And I have students and stuff that I have trained. Oh my God, 
I think Nate, Nathan was my first student that I trained, and that was back in, I want to say, 90, it was back in the 90s, and he still calls me to this day. And, you know, and he, and, and if it, if it's any kind of things that he have on his mind, like he wanted to, he wanted to purchase a truck, and he called and he asked me about it. He no longer drives with Swift, but he still calls me to this day to ask about, you know, questions. And that's, you know, really that's a testament to somebody's, you know, professionalism to where if they don't have the answer that they need, that they'll reach out to somebody to get the right answer. So, you know, it, it to me, like, it's very rewarding when when they're out on their own and and they and they're doing it you know as a matter of fact i have students that have gone on to um um some pretty big companies pet dairy and and their trainers there and so it like i said it's it's wonderful so the training and the relationship between the trainer and the trainee doesn't stop Continuation meant, as you stated before, mentorship. Um, mentorship is the, is it, it lasts forever. You know, it can last for a lifetime, uh, the lifespan of your career, right? In trucking. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You if know that I, my my number hasn't. I've had the exact same number since I've um, since I've been driving. And they know, I tell them, I don't care if I'm asleep, you call me, you wake me up. I can always go back to sleep. But at the same time, I don't want you to get out here and make a wrong choice of doing something and wind up getting yourself in trouble. You know, so um, I, I make sure that they understand that you call me. Do not make a decision about anything that you're unsure about without calling to um, somebody that can give you the advice and stuff for it. And I you know I just give them my number and they know that they can call me at any given time. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's, and like you said, it takes special people. And, and like I said before, we want to definitely thank you for what you do now. Um, how can people prepare to for training. I, I hear sometimes people say, I didn't get what I needed to get, or I don't know what, you know, what to do. What what should I bring? So can you help people prepare for training? What oh, should they oh, yeah. expect and what should they bring on the truck with them during training? Uh, uh, the first thing they have to bring is a mindset that they're, they're out here to do this and that they're going to succeed. Because if you don't have that mindset, that you're coming out here and that you're going to achieve this and you're going to succeed at it. Actually, you're wasting your mentor's time and you're also wasting your time. You have to have that mindset, first of all. All right. And when you're coming out to train, you want to expect anywhere, depending on if you have any prior experience, um, you're looking from anywhere from 50 hours all the way up to 200 or more hours. Um, and usually what I uh, tell a student is to make sure that they bring enough um, clothing to last them for five days because at, the at the end of every five days, 
you're going to go wash clothing. You want to make sure that you have, you know, um, sleeping bag or linen that go on the bunk that's in the truck with you and your mentor. Um, and uh, Don't overpack. You know, don't don't underpack, but don't overpack because a lot of uh, mentors, we pretty much live in our truck. Just like with me, I don't go home until after my student is trained. So pretty much I live in my truck the entire um, the entire month or six weeks while that student is on the truck. Um, a good pair of um, work boots. Skid, uh, slip and skid resistant uh, soles on them. Um, right now, the weather is changing, so you want to still have a heavy jacket with you because if you go to Colorado, Wyoming, um, uh, Washington State, Dakota, it's, pre- it's pretty still cold there. Um, make sure that you're budgeting your money right to where you can make sure that you're eating healthy while out here because eating healthy while on the road and stuff is a part of your training. That's one of the things that um, we try to express to uh, students that come out here is to show them how to eat out here properly, how to stay out of the truck stops, making sure that if you do go into a truck stop, you want to go into Subway or places like that to get you something that's healthy to eat. Um, um, as far as, as far as safety equipment, nice gloves, reflective vests, and most companies, most companies nowadays and stuff are going to offer you a reflective uh, vest in a package um, anyway, so but um, and like I said, I reiterate, come out with the mindset that you're going to come out here and that you're going to succeed and that you want to achieve this. Because I have had students that have come come out here and this was more than what they thought it was. You know, over the road driving is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Um, and the thing about it, it takes a very special person because this is, I, I express to the students like this, this is not a career, it's not a job. It's a lifestyle that you are rewarded for doing. And because if you come out here with the mindset of where well, it's just a job or it's just a career, you're going to start finding yourself running into a lot of issues out here. And that's one of the things that a lot of um, um, trainees find hard adjusting to the lifestyle. And as a mentor, it's my job to reassure them when they start having doubts about themselves, about the, um, the choices that they made, you know, stick with it. You only have this amount of time. But as I said, the the um, training part of it is just another phase. And once it's over with, you know, most good mentors are going to give you their number for you to contact. And so you have somebody there that you can rely on to keep you keep in contact with 
doing your training and also once you get off for that first um month and and then so forth you know and also you know if you're coming out here to train don't look at it as you're under this scrutiny my like i tell my students my job isn't to show you how to drive you already have your license my job is to make sure that what you have learned that you know how to apply it out here and do it safely. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's awesome information. I want to ask another question. Um, I know some people can be so difficult, and that's the reason why I didn't want to train myself, um, because people can be difficult. You know, you're in a small space, um, and you have to deal with people, a stranger, you know, that's coming into, like, mm-hmm. your house. Um, how do you deal with combative people? People, I have to call them combative. How do you deal with um, people who are not, you know, your idea trainee, you know? Um, mm-hmm. What precautions are you taking and what message would you like to send to them for them to respect your space, respect your knowledge, your energy, you know, your vibe? Well, one of the things that, you know, even as a uh, mentor, you have to be humble. And that's one of the things that I do. And I like I, I don't pretend to know everything. I, I'm a learned person to where I still continue to read and learn. And uh, one that um, Rick Gino was the guy that trained me, and this was way back in the day. And Rick once told me, he said, the day you stop learning, it's time for you to get out that truck. And still to this day, I continue to learn. I go to truck stops, I pick up, you know, the trucker news, and, and I read that as well. And when it comes to dealing with people that have a combative mindset to where they feel like they don't have to listen to you, you know, you express to them, look, my job is to train you. And we have to have respect for each other while we own this truck. But do not forget that I am the mentor. And you are the trainee. My, you know, I have the experience that you are trying to acquire. And once that's been said, you know, and I try to uh, um, tell them that everything I do, I'm asking. If I have to get to the point to where I have to start telling you certain things, that's when we're going to have to go have a, um, a mediation and stuff with a um with my driver leader, with a um, uh, uh, driver service coordinator. And that's where I, I pretty much draw the line that if it's get to the point to where you're not respecting me and things, that's where we're going to have an issue at. And you have, as a mentor, like I said, you have to be humble, but at the same time, you have to be stern enough to make sure that this person understands you are driving an extremely large vehicle. My main priority above all is to make sure that you're safe, I'm safe, and that the motoring public is safe because you're not you're not dealing with something that just barely taps somebody and that's a oops. No, you hit somebody with one of these, most likely someone's going to lose their life. And that's what I'm out here 
to make sure that we avoid and prevent. And back in back in the day, we used to have a video called the Scare Straight video. They stopped showing it because of the simple fact that a lot of people were quitting. And what it forced a lot of people to realize what was that your actions in this truck has consequences. You know, and when you let when you let um people see that aspect of this industry, it it pretty much puts them in line to where they understand that okay, this man is here to make sure that I'm safe and he's safe. And thank God to this day I've never had an accident with any students on my truck. They they have been the type of people that listen, and 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 that's a good thing, you know. But if you do have guys that come out here that are men and trainers that they have a that cocky attitude, and that, those are the ones and stuff that usually end up having issues with students. I give respect, and in return, I expect respect. So. That's how I deal with people like that, you know. And then it is um, having a military background. I understand how to be um, authoritative when also making sure that I'm not being a butthole, basically. Right. So thank you for sharing that because it is some difficult people and you have to stay clean and respectful at all times when you come into someone else's space. Um, is it a different? Okay, I know that you train. When I when I met you, you was only training male drivers, and I remember I said, Orlando, can you train me? You said I don't train women. Well, now the industry has changed <laughs> so much that in these last well, a couple months or so, or this year, half of last year, I noticed you've been training a lot of women drivers. And so I want to know, what's your thought on that? And then I'm going to go into a little bit more. uh, So what is your thought process behind that? Why are you so, why have you changed to start training more women now than you have ever trained men? And you told me you wouldn't train me as a woman, (laughs) you know, six years ago. But now it took six years. Here you are, five years, and here you are training women drivers. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? (laughs) Well, one is back in the day and stuff. I was um, uh, with someone, and she did not approve of me having um, female students, so I did not train female students. Now, prior to that, I did train female students before. Um, I want to say probably back in '99, uh, US Express had a billboard that was up. I want to say it was Tunnel Hill, Georgia, and it had up there, sometimes the best man for the job is actually a woman. And one of my students was on the truck with me, and I told him, I said, that sign right there is going to change the industry. And truthfully be told, I actually see a lot more women coming into the trucking industry than I do guys. And the thing about it is these ladies are hungry. They are literally hungry for success. And 
I, myself personally, I'm attracted to that. I'm attracted to somebody that wants to get out here, wants to make their ends meet, and they know the avenue to um, to get in it. And I have, oh my God, I have, I have suggested so many women get into trucking, and to it's just unbelievable. And um, I get approached all the time. I can be in the mall. And they will see my uh, my Swift shirt on, and I just um, hey, call this number here, and you know, talk to a recruiter, and they'll get you squared away. You know, it's just that the women that are coming into this industry, man, I really take my hat off to them because they, man, they really they go getters. You know, you you tell them one time. They pick up on it, right? I mean, they just so, I mean, oh, I can't, words just can't explain it. They pick up on everything so quick. And they they just have that drive, you know, and what most, you know, and I ain't saying it's not downplaying my brothers or anything like that, but most women that come out here, they have that drive to where I'm not going to let anything stop me from achieving my goal. I have friends that are 27 Amen. years old. I have uh, friends that are 27 years old, have their own trucking company. I mean, they are doing it, you know, and um, I had posted on Facebook a couple of uh, months back, and I literally posted on it. I said, guys, these ladies are getting it. And I said, we are falling behind, you know. And majority of my friends that are on Facebook now, majority of them are female, uh, female truck drivers. I mean, right. it's, and I mean it's, I, I, I mean, oh, my God, I mean, I, like I said, I can't explain it. The only thing I can tell you is this. I enjoy training them. I enjoy that mindset of, hey, they understand. Get out here. Yes, we're training, but let's have fun. You know, and before this um, coronavirus thing hit, I always would go, I tell my, I tell my uh, students, hey, we're going to work hard these first 50 hours. Once you hit your 100-hour mark, we're going out to Vegas. I'm going to shut down for three days. You know, get out the truck, unwind, have yourself a good time. That's, you know, that's the thing that I do so that they see that there are other aspects to this job than just driving all the time. You know, and I expressed to I expressed to them, set your home time up. You don't always have to go back home. You know, go down to Florida, go find you a nice place to chill out and relax and have a good time. You know, and like I said, the dynamics of this industry has truly changed from the time when I started. Because back in my day, you didn't hardly see women out here. At all. And now it ain't a truck stop or a highway 
that you can get on without seeing a woman behind the wheel of that truck and they doing it. And I'm talking about from short all the way up to tall. I probably say the the smallest woman I've ever seen out here, she was four foot eleven. And she had a long nose peak and she was driving it. I I, I, I just had to take my hat off to her. <laughs> but um but like I said, the the training now and you you just you have to you have to change with the times. As a mentor, yeah. you're gonna have to change. You know, and, and, and thank you for that. I, we can see the change. I mean, we have over almost 6,500 women drivers in our community in the she trucking community. So that is amazing to see so many women out here in these trucks getting it every single day. Someone is graduating. A woman is now graduating. It's it's more than men I see coming into these trucks. You know, <laughs> it's more women than men that's coming into these trucks now. So. Yeah, um, it, it is. That's it. That mindset. Is that mindset? You're right. Women truckers are badass, period. So if oh, you're yeah. listening in, I want you to give us a call if you have any questions or any comments. Our We're talking to Orlando Roberts. He's a 17-year veteran with Swift Transportation. He's a trainer and a million miler. Um, We've been on the air for about 30 minutes. In this next 30-minute segment, I want to talk about uh, being that million miler. I want to talk about what that means and how you can obtain that reputation. Um, But before I get to that, um, let me just say we want to do a giveaway. And so um, let's see who's calling in. I mean, who is listening in? Um, Lando, can you think of a question that we can ask for people to call in and give us the answer to? Sure. Um, uh, Personal conveyance. What is the rule when it comes to personal conveyance? When you start your personal conveyance and when you end your personal conveyance. So just give us a call to answer that, to to give us the answer to that question about personal conveyance. Um, our call in number is nine one four two zero five six five three two eight. That's nine one four two zero five five three two eight. Um, let's talk about personal conveyance. Give us the rules and how to use it. And we're gonna give away shirts and planners tonight. So we're gonna give away the Ashanti planners and the sheet trucking t shirts. So the first person that call in, they will come on live on the air. If you are listening, give us a call. But um, until someone call in, I want to ask you, my next question for you is, what what what's the difference? How does it feel to train a woman versus a man? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you have already kind of went over that, but um, <laughs> what... <laughs> What's the difference? Like, is it a, a big difference, and which one do, would you rather train? Yeah, it's a very big difference. You know, um, more most women are like, like I said, they are coming out here with the mindset that they are going to achieve this, and they are very intuitive. They are thirsty for the knowledge that goes on along with it. Uh, they're not afraid to ask any questions, and also they they take corrective criticism criticism better than guys do. 
Most guys come out with the mindset that you can't tell me anything. I don't went through school, and that's that's where they have a lot of mess ups um, at. And what I try to explain to people that, and especially guys, what you learn in school is for you to get your license. What you're learning out here is for you to be practical because what a lot of people, how a lot of um, back end accidents happen is because they don't get out and look all the time. That's one. And two, they try to continue to do a setup that they use in school out here on the road. You can explain that to some guys, and they will continue to do the exact same thing over and over again. But when you explain that to a woman, the majority of them, okay, I understand. And my rule of thumb is, is that, I'm going to train each one, whether man or woman, the exact same way. But when it comes to them listening and following instructions, I have come to find that women are more attentive of following instructions so that they are successful versus the guys that want to, you know, they want to buck the system a little bit. So if I, if, if I had a choice, you know, mostly I would train females. Wow. Like I said, five years ago, he wasn't with it, y'all. <laughs> so we have really made a, a it difference in, a, an impact. It wasn't in that it, I wasn't it. with it. <laughs> yeah, he. I'm telling you. He said, I don't train. I said, please train me. I was trying to get away from my trainer, which I had an awesome trainer, not, you know, knocking my trainer. He was an awesome trainer, but I was trying to get away from my own trainer. I was like, Orlando, please train me. But, but you know what? He, he was a mentor to me and that means more, you know, having that mentor, even if, if, if you're not able to train you, I, I love that you still mentor people. The next question that I have is how has COVID-19 um, made a, a difference with training. But before we get into that, we do have a caller, and I'm going to bring the caller on. Made a, a difference with training. But before we get into that, Hi, we caller. Welcome to the Sheep. Hi. Hi. Are you calling? Do you have a comment or question, or, or are you answering our question for the giveaway? Um, well, I'm I'm a trainer. I'm Lisa Anderson on Facebook, but I'm Highway Diva, um, Lisa McDowell, and um, uh, what was the question? Because I, I missed part of it. Um, thank you, uh, the, Orlando. Will you repeat the question? What are the rules when it comes to personal conveyance? Where must you start it, and where must you end it? Um, you 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 start it at you know it's a stopping point. You have you stop, and then uh, it, it and it also depends on if you have a load or if you don't have a load. But if you're if you're loaded, but you need to go to Walmart from the trucks, then you can do you can PC over to Walmart or um. Let's say you don't have a load 
and you want to go to a different truck stop or you want to go to a hotel or you want to go to the terminal or you want a PC home, if you you can do that from from any point. But um, if you're if you're loaded, you have to be very specific about where you're going and how long you're gone. And you mm-hmm. also have to let's say you you start um, uh, you you arrive to where you're going and you're going in Walmart and you're going to be in there an hour, but your PC is only thirty minutes. Well, you have to make sure and take it off of PC when you stop that truck at Walmart. That way it doesn't use, use your PC time. And I, I do understand that there are different um, uh, different rules or companies uh, have different rules for PC. Like my company, which is FFE slash KLLM, we uh, have 30 minutes. Or uh, I believe sometimes you can get like maybe 30 or 40 miles out of that 30 minutes. Um, but before they put, before they changed it on us, we used to have um, unlimited PC. There was no time limit on it, and there was no distance too far. Um, but you know, you still have to to be within reason in order for DOT not to give you a violation if they ever caught you. So, mm-hmm. um, but there different companies have different rules because I, I do understand that um, a friend of mine works for uh, HB92 and they can PC a hundred miles if they want to. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on the company. And um, and their rules. Um, well, thank she's you. She's absolutely for... correct. She's absolutely yeah. correct. And one of the main things to know and stuff that wherever you start your PC at, you must return to that location to end it. Uh, that's how right. a lot of drivers are getting. A lot of drivers are getting fined behind it because they don't understand that concept that wherever you start your PC, you must return to that location to end it. Well, 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 let's say you're going to the hotel or you're going to the terminal. Let, let's say you, you, um, let, let's say it like this. Okay. Every time I, I come home, um, Monday through Thursday, Thursday, I leave back out, but I take my truck over to the hotel where I leave my students at. Mm-hmm. And and be and this is now there's there's a big difference and sometimes I have to prove it but sometimes I don't you know and this is within the company not within DOT. Yes. Um. If if I if I think my load is ready because it's supposed to be ready on Thursdays at 10 p.m. and I get in that truck and I PC over to the terminal. I'm not in violation. I will be in violation if I know that load is ready. And I PC over there, mm-hmm. but because I don't know if it's ready, I PC over there, and I check to see if my load is ready. And then if it is ready, I I go on duty and start my pre-trip. Mm-hmm. Because the reason why I don't start my time is because I'm not sure if it's ready or not. And yes, I can call. But there's been instances where um, it, it's a digital phone line and it's been down. So I just drive over there. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. 
But um, now that's a different scenario because I don't have to return then. And um, but yes, if I'm going to Walmart, and then I I do have to return. Well, congratulations! You are the winner of today's Uh-oh. giveaway, Miss Lisa Anderson. I'm going to inbox you after um, this is uh, the podcast is over. But before you go, I want to keep you on because I want to ask you a couple questions about. I mean, you just said you was a trainer, right? Right. I've been training since 2013. Wow! Amazing. Thank you for what you do. I want you to, can you share your experience and give, uh, I know you you probably have a message to give to new people coming in, like what to expect. And, <laughs> so you can share your experience as well while we have you on. And we're just going to ask you right into the show. Okay. Um, well, first of all, don't give up on yourself. Just because you make mistakes, everybody makes mistakes. I don't care if we yes, end sir. up on a dirt road. The The goal is to come out unscathed. What I mean by that is not turned in a ditch, not hit a big branch where it puts a hole in the top of the truck, um, or not, you know, not if even if it is a dirt road, you know, sometimes we have to go 15, miles, go 15 miles to turn around and come back. So uh, to get back on track where we're supposed to be going, uh, don't get down on yourself. And um, um, hygiene is a big thing, you know, um, keep yourself kept. Uh, and be out what there to learn and absorb. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You go ahead. I ask, I'll ask it afterwards absorb what we're teaching because most trainers are not out here to um to say bad things about you. We want you to learn. It 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 is a a great feeling when you hear that that student has upgraded and they're happy in their position and they're making money. So, you know, we do this because we want to. We don't have to train. Some people get out here and they they lose focus of uh of the prize or the the goal. And sometimes it's because of what's going on at home or um or they didn't realize it was going to be this much work. You know, I have a lot of females, women that I don't train men anymore. Um, I have a lot of women get in the truck and I go from California. I mean, I go from Atlanta to California every week and I come back home. And once they start going and we, you know, we do these 4,000 miles, they say, I didn't know we were going to drive that much. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, this is, you know, you, you got in this to be a truck driver. The difference is you got somebody to help you with these miles. When you get in your own truck, you're doing it by yourself. And then I have some women that get in the truck and say, well, I can't sleep while the truck is moving, but they signed yeah. up to be a team. What do you think is going to happen when you start teaming with, with somebody else? But then you get these women that are so, yes, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, and they just do everything and anything, and 
And I love those those women. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what it, are some just, key items that you would say, tell, for so people that's listening and is getting ready to go to training, to bring on the truck? You tell a sheet the and a sleeping bag. A, a sheet and a sleeping bag. Because there's sometimes, you know, if, if the truck does stop for a little bit and you want to take a nap or go to sleep or whatever, you're on your top bunk, that sleeping bag is going to move and you're going to be on plastic. So that... Um, shoes for all weather. Please be advised that it has not stopped snowing up in in the northwest, in the in the in half of the Midwest and the Northwest. Right. <laughs> so you know, and then if I decide to go down to Florida, you got to have some sandals, or you really don't have to have sandals. You some closed-toed shoes. Something that you know, because a winter boot in Florida, you're gonna burn up. So uh, all four seasons until at least June first. Um, hats or whatever you know is comfortable for you. Sunglasses if you need it. I I say ten pair of everything. You know, ten ten pair ten shirts, ten pair of pants. Uh, a different variety of pair of pants, but 10 pair of pants, underclothes, 10, socks, 10. And that's even be, and um, a coat, a jacket, a sweater, long sleeve, short sleeve, mix it up, um, a, a, a pack of toothbrushes, and um, whatever else you need, you know, um, it's just a, different people need different things. Mm-hmm. Orlando, would you like to add anything to the list? Yeah, like she said, you know, it's just be mindful about the weather has not changed. And like I said, just do not overpack. Do not show up to your mentor or trainee's truck with no seven bags. I know that's and right because like, it's going to be <laughs> up on the bed with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and know that's, that's where, right. you know, they, a lot of the places that companies that you were, they would send a list out to the uh, potential trainee of what to bring. And, you know, the thing about it, like I said, it's a common sense thing when, as far as your clothing. Like she said, the 10 uh, things, that's a good, excuse me, that's a good list to have because, you know, if you come with too many bags, like she said, it's going to be on the top bunk with you, and you're really going to be very uncomfortable because on the top bunk is already small as it is. Now you right. just got rid of some of your space by overpacking. Right, right. I had a lady bring 20 bags of spices <laughs> because she thought she was going to be able to cook on the truck. Now, now oh, that wow. COVID nineteen is happening, she might she might be able to cook on there now. But before that, <laughs> no, <laughs> she yeah. had been in the hotel with the local driver. So she, the day I was coming to get her, she had just went to Walmart and bought all this food, and I didn't even have a refrigerator in my truck at the because, like I said, I come home every week. 
and um, she, you know, she was blindsided, and so was I. So that would be a good question to ask. Do you have a refrigerator or microwave, you know, to your trainers? Um, What are some good, that's a good, you know, what are some good questions to ask your trainer? If I was a trainee and I'm, I'm, I just got my CDLs, I'm excited, I'm ready to leap. And then now here's, now I got, they gave me, they finally matched me up with a trainer and I'm Mm. getting ready to get into your truck. What should I ask you? And I want both of y'all, um, to, uh, you can go first, Lisa, and then Orlando uh, piggyback. I say the clothes. I tell them about how many, but most of them are already away from home. So they already have these bags with them. And, um, and there's limited space to leave extra bags at the school when I pick them up. And um, uh, I try to uh, I ask them what phone services do they have because if they have like um um AT&T or what is it boost not boost mobile um i forgot metro the metro pcs PC and cricket and and all the little stuff uh, i can tell anyways when we leave because for two states so sometimes they phone their phones don't work and i i tell them Call your service provider and try to get your space open up, you know, because if you've only been in, let's say, let's say in Atlanta, no, let's say Macon, Georgia, if you've only been in Macon, your phone works all the time in Macon, but when you start traveling across country, that's a whole different ball game. Um, uh, I try to tell them to, to, uh, basically write down phone numbers because it, what happens if they l- leave it in the bathroom? We've had that happen before. They left their phone in the bathroom and then they can't even call, you know, the the next person. They can call their parents, but they can't call whoever they need to talk to. And I tell them to write down phone numbers and just stick it in your bag. And uh, like I said, a, a young lady, well, I've had two. I've, I've trained over a 100 students. Um, so I had two young ladies leave their phones in the, in the bathroom, in the truck stop, whatever, and didn't realize it until the next day. So, uh, I tell them to do that. Um, I tell them to bring, uh, chapstick because when you start getting around Arizona, it gets dry out there. And the the altitude changes. I asked it now. I ask if they have any kind of breathing issues because I've had a couple of ladies in the back uh, hyperventilating before. They've had asthma situations going on and had to be rushed to the emergency room. Um, uh, make sure they ha- I, I uh, make sure they have their allergy medicine. It's a whole lot of stuff because everybody's different. It's just so many things you can tell them to bring. And, um, uh, but the first thing I do is check the driver's license and that medical card. If they don't have that medical card, they go, <laughs> go back and get it. <laughs> so, like I said, it's a whole lot of stuff that they can, um, they can bring, you know, um, a backpack for when they get ready to go shower. And, um, uh, I tell them to get their own personal towels. But ninety five percent of them rather use the towels in the truck stop. 
Bring your own towel, your own washcloth, and your own soap. And get you a four dollar pack of washcloths, okay? From Walmart yep. and have about right, twenty right. to sixteen 18, of them in there. That's right, a- eighteen pack. I get I get some yes. every month, a, a new pack every yes. month. And um, because they they don't realize when they get out here and start taking showers in the truck stop, that water is different all over the country, and it 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 changes. It does something to their skin. Some of them, you know, some of them have sensitive skin. So it's just it's just so much. It's just so much. And it's yeah. funny that you said that I was going to post this. I'm getting ready to post it now in the community, in the sheet trucking community. Um, you got to think about that washcloth. It's just went in between somebody else's ass before it's going back to yeah. your face. Right. So definitely right? get you yeah. a new washcloth. And um, get you your own patch. You know, I throw my washcloth away right at, you know, and use another one every time I go take my shower. So um, that's great mm-hmm. information. Orlando, what questions would you like drivers to ask you um, before they enter into your truck and y'all meet up? Absolutely. Definitely ask, do you have a refrigerator? Do you have a microwave? Because I have, just like with her, I have had students to come on here with uh, eggs, milk, and things like that. And I get they get to the truck, I'm like, what are you doing with this? And, oh, well, it's for the refrigerator. I don't have a refrigerator. And, and whenever you're going into training, whoever mentors truck you or a trainee's truck you decide to get onto, that needs to be one of your major questions that you ask. Do you have a refrigerator? Do you have a microwave? And one of the things that I would suggest that students do, like she was saying, make sure you have your own medications. Do not get on a mentor's or trainee's truck looking for medications because there have been students that have gotten on um people's truck and end up taking something that they had a reaction to. So make sure that if you got medication, you bring your own. Excellent. Those were some great tips. Um, mm-hmm. I I have a, a question for you all. And then, um, like I said, Ms. Lisa, I thank you uh, for coming on the show. But before you go, I'm going to ask one more question. How often do you all get the opportunity to come together like this as one trainer for one? I mean, uh, Orlando with Swift, you with KLLM, the opportunity to come and y'all be able to have a conversation with one another as trainers. I think that uh, is important. I think making sure that trainers are communicating. um, I think, what do you think about that? Like having that opportunity, um, for trainers to come together and to help other trainers. What if I'm new and I say, you know what, I want to train, but I don't, what do I need to do? And I wanted that support from other trainers. Um, well, would you, would you uh, go ahead? Yeah. I, I think it's, it's great when we communicate because I'm on several different Facebook pages where I do get to give advice to new trainers. Um, also new students that are, first time out with a trainer that are having some type of issues. And I explained to them first that, you know, trainers aren't out here to hurt to anybody or to to try to make you fail. 
I let the students know that uh, it's something that we like to do, first of all. Second of all, we want to see you succeed. And maybe it's just something that you guys need to sit down and talk about. And and, and I'm going to also say this. There's a lot of students that get on the truck and feel like, oh, I need to take a shower this morning, and then in the evening they want to take a shower, and then the next morning they want to take another shower, and then the next evening, you know, I explained to them, look, it takes us two days to get to California. We'll take a shower when we get there, and then the next shower will be when we get back to Atlanta. And if you want to take a shower on your 30-minute break, you go right ahead. Because it, I, I explained to them, you know, you, but I do get the opportunity to, to share this information with other trainers. Because when they say, oh, my student keeps stopping, well, you, you need to first communicate and see why they keep stopping. Is it because they have high blood pressure and they're taking blood pressure medicine, which some of them are, mm-hmm. some of them make you go to the bathroom all the time. So you guys need to come to term with what is it that's making this person stop every hour if they're driving or if, if, or if they're in the back bunk and they're stopping you every hour. Then you need to come up with something where either they can use the bathroom in the back or they can – because I've seen women with them five-gallon buckets, I swear. I don't have one, but, uh, you know, to to keep the truck rolling, what is it that you can do? It's it's a communication-type thing. That's that's what it is. It's a communication-type thing. Um, you know, let me – let me. I appreciate that. Let me say – it's funny that you brought that up. Um, I was <laughs> asked recently, one of the ladies said – now that uh, COVID-19 is here, I'm afraid to go into the truck stop. So I put a bucket right. in my truck so I have so I can mm-hmm. use the bathroom. And I said to myself, I think that's not as sanitary. Like, I think that's worse to do that than to go into the truck stop where you can wash your hands afterwards. So what I want to mm-hmm. know y'all opinion about that. Um, there's so many women that I keep hearing saying, I'm afraid <laughs> to go into the truck stop. So I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like, I don't understand that. And so what what should they've I been take doing, that? They've been doing that ever since I've been driving. And it's not mm-hmm. it's not nothing that's new. And actually they have um you can go to like sporting goods stores and you can even order them offline. You can order little miniature um porta potties that actually mm-hmm. are designed for a tractor trailer that has like that um that sanitary liquid that goes in like porta potties and stuff that you can mm-hmm. actually put inside that thing to where it doesn't have any odor or anything like that. Matter of fact, I recently had a student or just that actually, urine. yeah, or just urine that <laughs> asked me about that. If it's you know, it's a number of ways that you can do a five gallon bucket with a toilet seat with a bag with cat litter in it. You can order the little porty potty thing and but because the the COVID nineteen 
I can see the reason why a lot of people are afraid to go into it, especially after, you know, after I saw a video of someone passing from there, this is not something that I would ever in my life want to get. And so I understand Mm -hmm. them doing that, but at the same time, you can also, and and right now it's a lot of stuff that is hard to find. The disinfectant spray, the uh, rubber gloves and things like that. If you're going to go to the restroom and stuff inside of a truck stop, just make you a kit. With mine and stuff, I have uh, disinfectant wipes. I have uh, Lysol spray. I have disinfectant spray. I have baby wipes. That's in my kit that I use when I go to the restroom. But when it comes to the porta potties and stuff like that, that's to each individual person. Right. I'm not for it. I'm not for the porta potties. Um, now, since you said that part, either, I have a shower, a portable shower that you get in your camp- camping ses- section. Mm-hmm. But I don't use it. That's just in case. <laughs> but before COVID-19, I was already taking my um, bleach. I'm already locked and loaded. I got so much stuff anyways. I, it, it was just something that I do on the norm. Um, I I was already going in the showers and I spray everything I'm touching. Now the bathrooms I wasn't doing it like that, but I do wash my hands and when I get in my truck, I pull a wipe out, uh, one of those Clorox wipes, and wipe my hands off before I start start touching everything in my truck. And yeah. I've had students had a problem with that kind of stuff, but now nobody's saying anything about the things that I do like that. But Back to the bathroom part. Now I have a little. Uh, I have the um, the little wipes also that I take in the truck stop. I set them right behind the seat. One lady, only one, got in the truck and said, "Oh, you left your wipes down here." I after she saw me use them a couple times, what I I leave it behind the seat. That way, when I get ready to get out, I take them with me. Um, I've got my door is already too much stuff in the little pocket on the door. On the uh, dash, it'll fall, all this other stuff. But anyways, I put it behind the seat and I take it in there with me. So you're right. You should have a little kit depending on what you need and take it in there. Now I've got behind the seat gloves (laughs) and some wipes. I mean wipes and the Clorox wipes. So that when I get ready to leave the bathroom, I can do that same thing. So that was a good question. I like that question because yeah. Thank you all for sharing. Mm-hmm. Now, how has COVID nineteen affected you with training? Are you still out here training people? Are you hesitant to take students? How has this affected you as a driver and your training? Well, as far as me and stuff, I haven't. I haven't um, taken a student because, you know, like like I said, if it's if it was just me, no problem. But I have children. I have a granddaughter. That's not something. And now that you're finding out that you can be asymptomatic with this disease mm-hmm. and, uh, and don't have any symptoms, you know, you it's, mm-hmm. it's basically it's playing Russian uh, Russian roulette. Is this person going to have it? Do I need to take that chance? And so myself personally and stuff, you know, I just uh, step back away from training because of the simple fact that I don't want to take no risk 
that I do mm-hmm. contract this um, this disease, and then I wind up passing it on to my granddaughter, my daughter, my son, or my mother, or my nieces. I I just can't take that chance. Right. Right. And I've I've taken a break too. I'm I, actually at home this week. Um, I did have a student. Um, I had her for three weeks, and when um, when she was done, I decided to take the week off, and I don't think I'm going to train because, like you said, it, it it can hibernate in someone's body for two weeks, and when you're in close quarters like that, we're breathing the same air. And, and when a student is driving your vehicle and you're you're taking a nap or you let's say I walk inside the truck stop, you don't know what that student is touching or what they're doing. They're coughing in their hand and touching the steering wheel. And and right now it's hard to find Clorox wipes. Clorox kills coronavirus, but the other stuff doesn't. So let's say I run mm-hmm. out of my Clorox wipes and I have to go get a, a, a off brand that's gonna make me feel okay right now because I'm still using something. But let's be real; it's not gonna kill that strain of coronavirus. So I'm not getting ready to. I can't keep training. I mean, you know, uh, I have parents and I have kids, and I'm I can't do that. I agree. I I just recently came off the road. I said, you know, at the end of the day, if we get sick then there's no plan for us. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't it's mm-hmm. you know, we're we're front runners and it's you know, front uh essential mm-hmm. workers. But what's the essential thing that we get if we get sick? No one it's not so I decided, you know what, I'm gonna take these next two or three weeks off. You know, and sit down and, and make and, and stay home. You know, I, I've decided mm-hmm. to do that myself. Um, I see so many women that are posting in a group and they're saying, you know what, I just couldn't wait on this training, so I'm going to this next company that's taking me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why? First of all, the DMV is not open. So how do you get your CDL? So after you get done with your training, you still can't get your license. You know, the DMV is closed. And then mm-hmm. no one's training. Who wants to train? Like, you know, I don't get it. Like people are not taking it seriously, you know, and they that's don't understand. That sometimes key. you just have to stop, mm-hmm. and you have to be serious. Absolutely. You know, that's a, I, I, I definitely miss the income, you know. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a risk that you really can't take, you know. And if I had some kind of insurance that. Okay, this person that's getting on my truck, all right, they don't they don't have it. Yes, I would train without a without a question. But and like I said, it's just it's Russian roulette right now. And I see some guys that um matter of fact, it was a, a guy that um posted on a trucking group that I belong to he found out that he had, he doesn't work with Swift or anything like that. He found that, that he had it and he was a trainer. So now they got to go back 
and find a student that was on this guy's truck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, now that that's what I'm concerned with. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they, they closed with these plants because some of the people, the workers in there, that's what's making, that's another reason why I took off because if you're used to going across the country with 38,000 pounds or whatever, and then you bring back to Atlanta 12,000, that freight's getting slow. It's definitely they slow. They just closed I-70 in Indiana through Indianapolis down because they want people to um, stay home. So what are, you know, what if another state follows through these big cities? Or what if, uh, you know, then that we've got to take the long way around. Then I'm not going to be home as much. And I'm not going to be able to get the job done in a timely manner. But like he said, it, you know, if the trainer comes up with COVID-19, then what? Now we're bringing it back to our families because that's the first place we're going to go until it gets too bad where we have to be hospitalized. Right. So, y'all, this normally our show is only an hour long, but I have enjoyed having both of y'all on the show. Um, <laughs> and I have a couple more questions because this is a real topic and it's real things that we're facing and going through. Um, uh, someone just called me just yesterday and they said, oh, my God, I just got laid off for covenant. And I said, I wonder why that wasn't nationwide. You don't hear. They said that covenant uh, has laid off everyone. Itself for people with hazmat. So if you don't have hazmat mm-hmm. um, and you work for Covenant, there they laid them off last this week, you know. And so mm-hmm. I said, "Wow, Covenant, that's a big mega carrier." Um, and mm-hmm. then we talk about people coming in into training and starting. It's like uh, now I think that process has frozen, you know. And I think everyone is kind of at a standstill and so my advice and I want to get y'all advice as well is to hold on to what you got spend less do less hold on (laughs) you know hold on because we I feel like we will get over this this will be something that we can overcome but what advice would you give to um people that's listening in that uh that um you know, some words of encouragement on how we can get through this uh, COVID-19 2020. Well, one thing. Take it serious. Take, take, I was just getting ready to say that. Take it serious. This is nothing to play around with. You know, we're, by no means are we experts and stuff, but the numbers are getting higher and higher. Take it serious. The industry is going to rebound. You know, just stay focused on what your plans are and what your goals are. And once everything uh, rebounds back, you know, it's full steam ahead. You know, but the main thing, take it serious. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm, I'm supposed to be closing on a house. I'm afraid to give them the deposit, the down payment. Because it'll take off most of the money that I have, and I'm—I probably—I'm I, thinking that 
if I do go back to work, it's going to be for a week. And if I give them the down payment, I'm going to be broke. I won't be able to go out and buy whatever I need if mm-hmm. I'm not working. So I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Get this new house or keep the money for a little while and change the closing date. Mm-hmm. I definitely see how things are slowing down. Um, every day you see something closing or slowing down. And until we start seeing it rise, I will hold hold on. Um, that that's that's what I'm doing myself. Um, personally mm-hmm. I have just stopped. Like everyone asks me so many questions every day and I'm like, I'm not I can't <laughs> you know, I can't. I I I'm I'm I have to stop, like and be still. Um, last year I was involved in a car accident and I felt like it was the same time when you're stuck in the house, you can't go nowhere, you know, and, and I was able to survive for 10 months. So I know we can Mm -hmm. get through this. Um, and we have to be still, you know, we have to be still and we have to be precautious. You know, we still have to, you know, move things and and get stuff done. You know, if you are an essential worker and that's what you want to do, if that's what you choose to do. And know that it is a choice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely taking it serious. Wear a mask. Put your gloves on. You know, get your hand sanitizer, your Lysol. And if you don't have those things, mm-hmm. it, I see so many drivers out here without. I, I, they don't They don't have on masks. They're not wearing any gloves. A guy coughed on me the last day I worked. And I, I mean, it will cough towards me. And I was like, I'm through. You know, <laughs> like he literally <laughs> coughed towards me, and I was like, I'm not, yeah, I can have this. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm mm-hmm. going to go quarantine yeah. myself for 14 days because I don't know what this man, you know, he didn't have on no mask, and I'm at a shipper picking up, you know, and mm-hmm. he's not taking it seriously at all. He's saying, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not living in a bubble, and I thought, well, don't affect me because you don't want to live in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's those type of things, but we're you know um, the biggest thing that I tell people is stay prayed up. You know we have to stay prayed up mm-hmm. um, at this time. Um, the only I know that's what worked for me last year when I was um, mm-hmm. you know home and got through my ten months, and so mm-hmm. we can continue like stay prayed up and God will make a way and He'll pull us out of this. And um, it's been a you know what? This this <laughs> I, our show is live, so I never know how it's gonna go. And Orlando, I want to thank you for coming on, Miss Lisa. I definitely want to thank you for coming on as well. And uh, congratulations mm-hmm. on thank being you. our winner today. Um, okay. Do you have anything that you would <laughs> like to add before we go? And then I'm gonna finish up with Orlando. Um, I just want to say it, to all the new students, stay motivated. To all the trainers, stay motivated. To all the truckers out there, stay motivated and do your best and stay safe. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. And I'm going to reach out to you as soon as this is over. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Mr. Orlando, awesome, 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 huh? Y'all was awesome. I appreciate that. Y'all sharing so much uh, great information with us. Um, Before we go, I want to talk about you being Amelia Maller. Um, 
like I said, we have went over an hour, but it's okay. <laughs> this is a live show, and we're gonna just keep it right going. <laughs> if that's okay with you, um, that's fine. How, that's fine. <laughs> if you could tell us what what then first of all, what is a million miler? Uh, having a million miles, so a million mile driver is it's an accomplishment that um, you get usually. It takes in um, about 10 years to accomplish um, a million miles. And that million miles tells that you have um, no tickets, no accidents, um, and all safe, uh, pretty much all safe driving experience within that million miles. Um, and believe it or not, um, at Swift, we have more million mile drivers than we do diamond drivers. And that's uh, that's an accomplishment that a lot of people really don't get get to see because usually it's estimated that usually within the first year of training that somebody is you know you're going to have a um a, a accident or something like that and so you know it's you have a million mile two million three million four million mile drivers and uh, the accomplishment itself is. It's a rarity. It, it really is a rarity, you know, and I've been blessed of, that I've accomplished that, and I'm even more blessed that I've accomplished it with, with Swift, and, you know, I, I love my company, and I love the opportunity that they have afforded me to take care of my family, you know, but a million miles, whew, thank you, Jesus, a million safe miles. Say it again, a million safe miles. That's right. One million safe miles. And congratulations on that. Now, did you, what are the requirements? Is it just to be safe and drive a million? Yeah, it's it's to be, uh, basically it's to be safe. Now, with uh, Swift Transportation, you know, you have your million mile drivers and you also have um, diamond drivers. All right. Now, the diamond driver status comes after you have been a platinum driver for over three years, that three years entails that you had to have 100% on-time service. You cannot have been late to any customers due to any fault of your own. You mustn't have any tickets or any service failures to, um, to become a um, diamond driver. The, um, the requirements and stuff for the million miles is basically – driving a 10-year span without accidents and without tickets. Awesome. Awesome, man. Congratulations again. How does it make you feel to be a million miler? Yeah, it's it's a wonderful feeling. Like I said, you don't have too many people that get to that accomplishment, you know, and being recognized for it is, is a good feeling, you know, especially being that, like I said, I have family members and they have been driving longer than I have. They don't even have a million mile um, driver accomplishment. And, you know, and these are people that are in my family that are uh, 60, 70 years old, uh, plus years old, and they've been driving longer than I have and they never even accomplished that. So what, how long does it take to get a million miles? 
if you're running constantly every year, um, uh, usually it takes anywhere from 10 to 15 years. And that's, that's OTR. It, it would be longer if you're, um, if you're um, local. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. Like I said, we want to definitely thank you for all of your service with training, with just, man, you do so much in mentoring so many men and women in this industry. It's been an honor to have you on the show and talk to you. Um, Do you have anything that you would like to add? All I just want to say is that anybody that's coming in the industry, even though it seems like sometimes it may be dark and gloom, as long as you build a rapport with the people around you, you will be successful in this industry. And you also got to remember it. No matter what trucking company you go to, there's always going to be a trucking company that's going to have that BS that goes along with them. But it's up to you to determine what company is best suited for you and your goals. The reason why I chose Swift Transportation was because of the simple fact of their longevity. You know, even in this time now, I still, I'm still able to make a decent check to take care of somebody because of the um, because of the simple fact that instead of looking at who had the fastest, who had the best looking trucks, I looked at that longevity and that stability, and Swift Transportation afforded that to me. Awesome. So if you're interested in getting your CDL, um, definitely go to Swift Transportation. That's where I started as well. And as you see, they have amazing trainers like Orlando. Um, next, before we go, I have one more, my last, very, very last question that I ask everyone. And that's, can you, if you can leave us with the quote or words of encouragement. Words of encouragement. Stay focused, be professional, and you'll be successful. Love it. Well, this is the She Tracking Podcast. We had on Orlando Roberts. He's a trainer with Swift and Amelia Mowler. And once again, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. It's been amazing. We went over an hour, but that's okay. We're live, and it's a real show. And I definitely want to give out a lot of different points today. Um, I would love to have you all back on the show in the future as well to be able to um, talk more about training, mentorship, and what to expect. Um, I am Sheree Moore. I'm your host of uh, today. And next week, we have another amazing show next Sunday at 8 p.m., same time. We have Miss Gabriella Simmons. She is a – she's going to be talking about trucking and real estate. So she's going to come on next week. She is a a truck driver um, that drives tanker trucks and owner-operator, and she also um, has real estate as well. So once again, y'all, thank you all for tuning in to the She Trucking Podcast. I am Sheree Moore, the founder of She Trucking. If you don't know what she stands for, it stands for Sister Helping Empowerment in Trucking. Thank you for listening. Yeah, she about she do it big. She truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin'.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.